This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Friday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 7th, episode 2845, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse friends. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. So, Jamie, are you missing some UPS packages? Oh, my God. (laughs) You know how many times I've seen that? Everybody's sending that to me. And you know what? Tell everybody what it is first. So there's this, you know, I was going to do it on weird news. I can't wait. On Wednesday, because, but we ran out of time, so we only did one story. And it's a story about this, this, somebody stumbled across a bunch of Amazon packages that had been ditched in the woods in Oklahoma. And so there was like this whole hubbub about all these Amazon packages are sitting in the woods. Well, come to find out now... The next story is that there's some, like, house that's full of Amazon packages, and it was a third-party delivery truck that was supposed to deliver all these, and they just stole them all, I guess? Was I, it I don't or, know. Well, how, well, Oklahoma, right? What's in your state? Yes, yes, it's in Oklahoma. Oklahoma And there City, were Amazon actually. packages. They found thousands. <laughs> thousands and thousands <laughs> of packages. And, yeah, there's been times that I didn't get my package, and I got a a second one shipped out or a refund. (laughs) So I'm sure that my name's on one of those, at least one of those boxes. You know how many Amazon packages I get? uh, 15 boxes. They're serious about that too. There are three people that got arrested and they face 15 felony counts of possession of stolen property and embezzlement. And so they could be sitting in jail for a long time. They're like, it was just Amazon packages. Um, That's a crime. (laughs) It's still stealing, no matter how you look at it. So they weren't porch pirates. They were... They were the pirates that were supposed to deliver. They were delivery pirates. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, it's like the, every once in a while, I'll see an Amazon, I'll see a car drive up, just like a white sedan yep. gets out of my car and puts a package by the gate. And I'm like, that's weird. But I guess they hire out anybody <laughs> anybody to deliver packages. And somebody they hired out would just, oh, just keep a couple of those. It'll be all right. I just think they never made their runs. And you, but you, you know you're going to get caught. They, Amazon's good at tracking stuff, you know? <laughs> you're going to get uh, caught eventually. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, how come all the packages from um, George were not delivered <laughs> in this one entire day? That's so weird. You think they would have got it a little quicker? Yeah. Uh, yeah caught the think? guy? But it was like a team. It was a ring, and I, I don't know the ins and outs of how they uh, tried to pull it off. But, yeah, what a disaster. What a, but the thing is, most of the boxes, suck. 90% of the boxes weren't even open. So it wasn't like they were even taking them and <laughs> selling the stuff. It was, I don't know. Well, on today's show, we are going to talk about what, Jamie? What are we going to talk about today? Horses, right? 
I think a little bit of horses is on it. We're actually going to talk to Charlotte, our favorite para rider. We're going to start a Beyond the Ribbons series with Charlotte and kind of explain what that is, Glenn. Well, so this year we're going to follow hopefully three different people who compete. And we want to follow them through the year and what we're through their competition season. And we're just going to have them on like once a month to give us updates and talk about their shows that month. So we did this actually on the WEG shows that we did. The World Equestrian Game shows that Samantha and I did. It was very popular. People liked it. And in our poll of the auditor group, they wanted this is one of the things that several people requested. So you'll get to know them through the year. You'll get to be invested in how they do. Uh, and, you know, we, we, have some, we have some fun ones lined up. And the first fun one is Charlotte. She's going to join us today. You're going to meet another one, hopefully in the next two weeks. Uh, and then I haven't picked the third yet. I'm still looking for the third. We try and find people with interesting stories or there's something a little bit different and about different them and their disciplines horse. disciplines, too. Yeah. So if you guys have any suggestions for somebody in the Western discipline that, you know, we would like to highlight, then definitely send us their name. Also, uh, Glenn writes down these things that he wants to talk about. And it, it says here that there's a Glenn's fact of the day involving coins. And- Horses I and coins. It sounds cooler than it is. <laughs> it was actually kind of cool, and it involves somebody that you're friends with. Oh, my bestie, the yeah, queen. I'm the sure. queen. Yes, um, it involves your best friend, the queen. So, yes. but we're going to reverse daily winnies today, and you're going to go first. So here we go. Yes. That's right. I get to do the birthday daily winnies today because it's a very special day for Andrew Vernatter and also Rachel Rosenthal and my husband, Chad Jennings. That's right. Happy birthday, Chad. You get the daily winnie. I got to get some credit up in here because he said he was a punching bag on Wednesday's show. (laughs) (laughs) Did he listen? Yeah. Well, he only hears half the show. Oh, you're half. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, but it was cute and you came out like really cool and it was fun you know make, oh well the then we're not going to tell one. him that you almost forgot to give him a daily winnie today we're not going to mention that that's not important <laughs> i don't do the birthdays so happy birthday to my wonderful husband chad greatest guy in the world love you love him <laughs> Good cover. Good yeah. cover. I, he was he was pretty upset about he not that he gets upset. He was like, wow. I don't even remember what we talked about, to be honest. I, to be fair, I don't really either. But I was like, <laughs> I, you know, everything ends up celebrating him in some way. It all makes me look stupid. So like, but he only hears half of it. So <laughs> look, nobody can look more stupid on this show than you or I. So right? that's what I said. <laughs> we are at the top of that list. All right, it's yeah. time for my daily winnie. My Daily Winnie is actually one of these. And now it's time for today's equestrian who knew fact of the day. So, you know, it's the Queen's Jubilee this year. That marks her 70 years on the throne. That doesn't happen too often with royalty, um, especially in the old days when they, they used to battle and get killed when they were in their 20s. So I actually have a list right here of all the people that have made it 70 years. Oh, really? Yeah. So the exclusive club is uh, her Platinum Jubilee, which was a, uh, achieved by Louis XIV of France, Johann II, 
Prince of Liechtenstein, and most recently, <laughs> King Bahumi Boy of Thailand. <laughs> I'm sure you got that one right. <laughs> I totally got that one right. So what they did is they did a commemorative uh, 50 pence coin featuring the queen on horseback. So the one side has her her royal seal on it, and the other side has her on horseback. Uh, Commemorating her jubilee, they'll be giving out these coins to people who help out with the jubilee. We had... We had for a couple of minutes talked about actually going to the Queen's uh, Equestrian Jubilee celebration in May, which hopefully we'll have, find somebody that's going to that and can give us a report. I want to go. But uh, I, I, she hasn't invited me yet. But <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're going to get that any minute. So that it's one of the very few times that a collectible coin has been minted to celebrate a royal event, which you would think in England would have been all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's one of the very few times. It's really cool. You see the picture of it there. Uh, it's really cool. Has her on one of her horses, and uh, she apparently had to approve it, of course. It came to her first, and and it was uh, done by an artist by the name of John Bergdahl. Do you and, think that she was like, I'm sorry, I don't like that one because my heels are not properly down? <laughs> probably. Pro- what about, it, it, didn't say in the royal press release how many iterations this drawing went through. (laughs) I have a double chin in that one. That's a no. Oh, uh, you know what? If you can make me sit up a little more. uh, It looks regal. I mean, the the picture that ended up in there looks regal. Looks good. I I want one. I like how my stomach looks. Maybe maybe she'll send you one of these coins. Uh, your best I friends. don't like how you know if I have put at least uh, the horse looks gated and I, I do not ride gated horses. <laughs> well, that's probably the first iteration. So I went down the rabbit hole, and this is where the fact of the day comes in. Wondering how many horses were on coins through history. Why would you ever wonder that? <laughs> well, because of this, I've thought. Well, I wonder how. It was fascinating, actually. The first horse on a coin that we know about was from around the Aegean Sea in 600 BC, and it was a horse wearing an elaborate bridle and bit. And that was at the very start of coinage, where people started making coins. Horses were one of the first things on the coins. So there, that, that was interesting. And they usually in those days, way before Christ, BC, way before uh, BC, <laughs> before Christ, they made uh, the coins with only the front half of the horse. So you wouldn't see the entire animal. I don't know. That might have just been easier for the artists to do in their crude rudimentary tools. I don't know. The prancing horse appeared in about 360 BC, and that was attributed to an Egyptian pharaoh. They were These coins were issued to pay the Greek mercenaries, who were used to getting paid in gold, and now they were being handed these things that looked like coins. They didn't even know what they were. So they had to convince them that they were worth something, and that's how this coinage came about. There's only 42 examples of this coin from that Egyptian pharaoh. The most recent one sold for $130,000 at auction. So it's worth a little more than it was back then, probably. A couple more. The Empire of Carthage, which included most of Africa and Europe from 300 to 500 B.C., the horse appears as the national icon on almost every coin. So for almost three to four hundred years in in the that whole big area, the horse was on almost every coin. Sometimes wow. standing alone and often with a palm tree. I I don't know. I, they were not in Florida. 
So, <laughs> uh, wonder what the correlation between horses and palm trees are. Well, it was Africa and that southern part of Italy, you know, and they do have palm trees there. So that's what I'm assuming. Olive trees. Oh, maybe. Yeah, the Romans loved putting chariots on their corn coins and had many of the emperors on horseback. And we know we've talked about how the Romans loved their horses. So uh, the Romans had a lot of coins. Romans were. Really, coins were used before then, as I said, in ancient Egypt and everything, but the Romans really made coins a thing. Uh, And every emperor had about 10 different coins that they would have printed, of course, with their faces on it, but a lot of them also had horses. And uh, I like this. Um, this, I'm going to read this last paragraph out of this article that was really difficult to read because it was a scientific article about coins. It says, to modernize, many of the horses that appear on ancient coins seem small, even delicate. In part, this is because of artistic convention. To the elites who ran the mints, the riders were more important than the animals, so they were drawn larger. And if you, if you actually go back and look at some of the pictures, the rider's huge, and it looks like they're riding a mini. Uh, <laughs> some of the archaeological evidence indicates that ancient horses were smaller than modern breeds, and we've talked about that. We know that for a fact, anyway. I mean, we, we think about knights riding, you know, 18-hand draft horses, but that wasn't the case. So, anyway, there's your little bit of history. They were, on, they were riding, like, this little gypsy yeah, van. Little ponies, yeah. <laughs> uh, little fjord ponies. But uh, there's my... There's my history that I went down this morning and your fact of the day on horses and coins. It's been a thing for a long time. So the queen isn't the first, is what I'm saying. Do we have time to start this list that I got here? Yeah, we Um, do. We have about 10 minutes. Yeah, we got time. All right. So this came across Facebook. I don't know who posted it. I lost that long ago. It's been sitting around in our archives to talk about for a long time. It's a list about the 10 things that you should do in your relationship with your horse. And I thought, well, you're a Monty Roberts certified trainer and, you know, uh, loved by the queen. So I thought, I thought we would see how many more, not after all that talk I just had. Um, I thought we'd see how much, how much of this you want to talk about and how much you agree with or whatever. Let's see of these 10 points, what you agree with. First is don't annoy the horse. I have thought that was what you were supposed to do. No, I, I, I would agree, but also um, don't let your the the more the more important one would be like don't let the horse annoy you. And it, I don't know if you're trying to be serious with this. No, list, I well yes yes I am trying to be serious with a little, oh. little kidding thrown in. Uh, okay, because like <laughs> I always tell people, and and this is a lesson for you guys that you as a horse rider have to be completely non emotional. You cannot get emotional. Your horse will multiply have your you emotions. Seen Girls and women and I men at a horse show? Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> you can't get emotional. And so when you get annoyed by your horse, you're putting on emotions of anger. And guess what? Horses are, they they pick up on that. That's how they they survive for all these years is they understand what the person next to them is doing. You know, that they, they, they synchronize their adrenaline. That's how they survive. So don't be annoying. Boy, that's hard to do annoyed. when your horse is annoying. It is hard. It is hard. It's a, it's something you have to consciously think about. It's probably why Zeus still tries to buck me off all the time. <laughs> he knows you're I'm annoyed like, with just him. Just go. <laughs> do as I do, or do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. Uh, number two, ride your horse you are on, and not the one you think you are on. Well, and we've talked about this one before. This is you see this meme all the time, right? I ride the horse that I think I'm on. <laughs> I am parading 
at the front of the line in the Diamond Jubilee. My horse is perfectly in step with his pee off and passage as we're going down the road, waving to people on the set. Yeah, no, that, yeah. What do you mean? What did you mean when you say you see the meme all the time? You do see this one all the time, you know, ride the, ride the horse you got that day, not the one you think you should have that day. Right? Have you seen that? Okay, this is so great. I just showed it to a friend for the first time. She'd never seen it. And it's called, uh, it's a commercial called You Bought the Wrong Horse. Have you ever yes. seen that YouTube? Yes. Okay. If you haven't, it's Google YouTube, You Bought the Wrong Horse. But in a nutshell, a bunch of mobsters bought a racehorse. And they're like, one guy is like, his life is on the line as far as their performance is racehorse. They've got like the older mob boss is like, you did good, Jimmy. You did good. And they're like all at the track. They're waiting to throw down some money. They've, they've ready to bet. And the gates open and the horses take off and they're going around the backstretch and they're like, yeah, come on. And you see these mob bosses all like, yeah, come on. And there's Jimmy. It's, you know, it's a big deal. And uh, then they're like, wait a second. Where's the horse? And uh, it's coming out of the gate and it's pee offing. <laughs> it's doing a passage. Down the, like you bought the wrong horse. You bought the wrong horse. So ride the horse that you bought. <laughs> When something does not work, stop doing it. Isn't that true of life? Uh, but that you could also say, I could also argue, you know, just because it's not worked and failed the first, oh, no, I can't. Because I've done that in life and it didn't work out well. So I, I'm going to go with this. When something does not work, stop doing it. Stop it. I've tried to go too long on most things. Most of us do. Uh, with a horse, like in dating, I love that, uh, co consent is required. I would also say consistency is required. I would put that in there, too. I don't have any comment. A consent? Like, what does that mean? That means don't force your horse to do something he doesn't want to do. Okay. That's okay. I think because, we can like, go with that dating, one. that's really important. Yeah. Like, it really just kind of sucked me out of it, the whole dating thing. Like, consent, yes. Consent is required. Yes. If the horse does not want to be with you, there is a reason. <laughs> There's one that we don't want to accept. I without emotion. <laughs> the more you know, the gentler you are. I think God. you have proven that. I love that. Mm. I think that was the one that jumped out at me in this whole well, list. Well, because they're prey animals. If you treat them like prey, they're going to fight or flight. It's very easy to put that together. And how many people are like, just whip it? Like, what? You are going to send that horse to Texas, is what I always say. Like uh, they're they're gone because like they're prey animals, and you're a predator, and you just prove to them that you're gonna pre pre predate on them, predator on them. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. Yeah. I think that's something though that that this is something that everybody learns over time too. Um, and yeah, and I was the one that really jumped out at me. The more you know, the gentler you are. I like the next one, too. Horses do not wear wristwatches, and as a result, they always have time. <laughs> they got time. Uh, Monty always says that if you come at something like you have 15 minutes, it's going to take you all day. But if you come at something like you have all day, it'll take you 15 minutes. But that's, that's true. So true. Not, that's true of life things, not just horses, it, right? It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, intelligent action always brings intelligent reactions. If not, it's you and not the horse. Sounds pretty it's, deep. 
It's always you and not the horse, though, yeah. we, without that first sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the bit which is the problem. It is the hand operating it. Well, I mean, with some exceptions. There are some nasty bits out there, but for the most you know part. What, though, like the, 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 Again, this is like Monty's list here because he says, you know, it's not the equipment. It's always it's the hands that hold it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, people are like, what do you think about the Pessoa system? What do you think about side reins? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And he's like, it's all about the person holding it because I'll use side reins to like really start to teach a horse to come off the bit. A lot of the race horses have a hard time like lowering their head and like flexing at the pole. But if I put side reins on it and like crank those suckers up, your horse is going to flip over backwards. So I put them on first just so they can feel them on their sides before it even makes contact. And that's the whole, but you know what, Glenn, this is a, this, I will not post a video of horse and side reins. I don't need all the stuff, but like, it's a really good tool. Put them in a Pessoa system and then post that. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I have a Pessoa system and it's fantastic if you use it correctly. Right. <laughs> but it looks nasty. You have to admit, it just kind of looks nasty. It's little tiny ropes all yeah. over the horse. I've tied it up. <laughs> yeah. Then I'll flip it over and, you know, yeah. hog tie it next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last one, again, is the same as the first one. Don't annoy the horse. All of these really come down to don't annoy the horse. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, you know, again, it's something I think that we learn. But I think you can relate all of this to life. We also learn all of this about life things as you get older. You know what? We don't learn it. <laughs> we well, need the list. Well, okay. <laughs> That's the problem is how many people do you know all that right. are super annoying? Man? Like, Everybody listen to this learned it. That's true. We have, yeah, that's all we do is we educate and inform Glenn. That's why we have this podcast. That's right. So there you go. The one to take away is the more you know, the gentler you are. And I think that's true as parents. And yeah, that's very true. And and it's also a good way to look at trainers. Hey, why is that person like that? Because they don't really know all that much, mm. you know? And I just had somebody go through the whole my, – my husband bought a horse at a quarter horse sale, and they – you know, my ex-husband. And he spent $60,000 on this horse, and he gets the horse home, and in three days, it's a complete nut trying to kill everybody. And she goes, do you think – I thought they drug tested him, and I said, that horse was trained with learned helplessness. And if you don't know what that is, Google that. Learned helplessness is – how they train a lot of these horses. But if you don't keep up that learned helplessness at home, they go wake up. And so be always be aware of, be, of, of behavior like that. Sorry. That's a side note. But yeah, again, that's like, it just makes me think of the more you know, the gentler you are. Very good. And the more you know, the better you feed your horses. And that includes supplements. Let's go to Kentucky Performance Products. And we're going to come back with our first rider, our first spotlight rider in the Beyond the Ribbons series. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Feeding your horse starch-laden grains can lead to colic, laminitis, and metabolic disease. Today, nutritionists are recommending the use of high-quality fat to provide healthy calories. Fat is an extraordinary energy source. It's readily utilized by the horse and contains more than two times the calories of starchy grains. 
Replacing grain with a high-quality fat supplement reduces a horse's risk of developing health problems. Equijuel Stabilized Rice Bran is an excellent fat supplement. It contains a balanced calcium to phosphorus ratio and won't cause mineral imbalances when added to the diet. Its all-natural ingredients are high in healthy fat and fiber. And best of all, horses fueled by Equijuel stay calmer and more focused on the job at hand. When you need to add healthy calories to your horse's diet, choose Equijuel. To learn more, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Well, I'm hoping to have a bumper for this segment going forward, but I don't yet. So we're just going to announce it. This is our first Beyond the Ribbons, uh, in part of the Beyond the Ribbons series, our first spotlight rider we're going to meet today. Now, but she just, she just came up with the bumper if you had been recording it. And she, (laughs) you told me to stop reading things online and to focus on Charlotte. And she said, it's all about me right now. It is. And <laughs> that would have been the perfect bumper for sure. Here she comes. It's all about oh, me right it, now. It only matches because you said something. I said, no, Jamie, it's about me. <laughs> so we are speaking with Charlotte Merrill Smith, who is a para rider that longtime listeners will know Charlotte, but we have a lot of new listeners we too. Love her. Yeah, so we have a new lot of new listeners. So I want to introduce you, like we're going to introduce all of our spotlight riders this year. Uh, first of all, you are a dressage rider, is that correct? I am now, yes. Yes, but when you started riding, you were you you did eventing. Yes, I I evented for a living. And that was up in New England you started? Well, yes. I'm from Vermont originally. Um, I left Vermont when I was 16 um, between summers riding and then in school. Um, so I've been eventing all up and down the East Coast pretty much. And you were a working student for for several people or just one person? I don't remember. Um, I started, I was super fortunate. In 1997, I won the Britain Young Rider Scholarship. And I, so I rode with Philip Dutton. Um, Bit of Britain paid for me to ride with Philip, or supported me to ride with Philip Dutton, which was amazing. So I was, um, I and I worked, I stretched it out to three summers. So I was his working student for a while. Um, and then I worked for Jan Binney in uh, Middleburg, or outside of Middleburg, Virginia. Do you know I was working for Bit of Britain at that time? Really? Yeah. So, so I probably knew of that award, but I didn't know you. So that's cool. It's funny how things come yeah. around. So you you did eventing for quite a while. What level did you get up to? Um, I rode up to the now three star level. Wow! I didn't know that either. I've known you for a long time. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, she was an eventing bad A. Yeah, she was. <laughs> well, you know, it's all about what you're sitting on, and I have been very, very fortunate and. Um, like I lived in Ireland one summer and worked for the now the the um, Fern Hill Horses when it was Sports Shield. I worked for them, um, and then for a summer and came home and that changed my life. And I've just been so fortunate with the opportunities I have. And you know, you have an opportunity, you got to take it. Well, that's the thing about you, and one of the things we love about you is you you are that way, and you're you're that way to today. Now you you had to give up a benting after an unfortunate accident. Yes. Um, in October 07, I was a passenger on a four-wheeler, and we crashed. Um, 
And long story short, I am a paraplegic. So I have um, belly buttoned down and I have no feeling or limited feeling. And so I'm a para-rider, paradressage rider now. And you've, how long after the accident were you able to get back in the saddle? I know the recuperation time was a long time, so I don't even know the answer to this either. We've talked so much. Uh, how long after? <laughs> um, so I got hurt in October 07. I got out of rehab in January 08. I was in medically induced coma for a week um, and then rehab. And then, um, so the horse, my young rider horse, I won young riders on my Irish horse. Um, and, uh, I went and visited, I just spent time with him, but it took a while to get back in the saddle. Um, I actually went to a therapeutic boarding, uh, training facility in Vermont called champ, which was awesome. And they helped me just get back in the saddle. Um, so I, and because it was winter time in New England, um, it was not till the summer of 08 that I got back on. And then I did a lot of just, I got a big Wintech Western Western saddle and uh, put it on my upper-level event horse, and we just go wandering around um, until I learned more about para, specifically. So I, I didn't realize that you won the Young Rider Championships, too. So much I don't know about you, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a member of the Area 1 um, Young Rider team in 2000, and our entire team got eliminated. And then in 2002... <laughs> um, and I won individual and team gold of the one star. Wow. I guess now two star. Wait, yeah. She is a badass. So I have to ask you, because you are a badass and you're kind of fearless about everything that you do. When you got on the horse for the first time, you know, that year, what, a year later, you know, after your therapy, uh-huh. were you terrified? Were you excited? Both or both? I'm pretty sure there were a lot of tears. <laughs> um, it was amazing didn't have to deal with me getting hurt on a horse, like the mental side of things. I was more able just to get back in the tack. Like I didn't even associate horses with falling off and getting hurt, that sort of thing. That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah, she did. I, I was I was thinking that when you were talking about it because like you didn't have that like I've got to overcome this fear that I have of horses now. It wasn't related. It was probably just excitement to be getting back to your life. Absolutely. And I'll tell you I always appreciated horses before I got hurt, but horses are amazing. So this horse that I um, got brought home with me from Ireland um, and was my upper level horse had been retired three times. My mom had gotten prelim miles on him and everything. Um, And then he, we called it Charlotte safety mode. Like when I would want to like get all excited and do things like want to go faster, (laughs) he would like literally would only walk faster. He wouldn't go faster. And I'd be like, Ben, come on, let's go, let's go. And he'd be like, no. And I'd be like, my mom would say, see, he's on my side. <laughs> <laughs> no going crazy. I got. I want to get to where you are now, but I, I, first I want to ask you about something that you and I share in common. I have chronic Lyme disease and actually a little mixed up today. Uh, and you have a little bit of neurological stuff that goes on too. And we used to have lunch together every Friday before she got her horse. <laughs> And sometimes when I was having a bad neurological day, and Charlotte was, the conversation must have been interesting to anybody listening. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, and I've never asked you this either, when you compete doing your test, if you're having a bad head day, uh, do you forget your test? Is that hard? Uh, so I used to more when I first started doing the CDIs as a para. 
um, I'm better now. I've learned, like we all do, you learn your triggers and what you need to do. Um, I, because I had a traumatic brain injury when I got hurt, um, I get quite tired and um, and distracted easily. Um, so I've learned that there are times, like at a show, I need to be more conscious about having my alone time, my concentration time. Like I used to, uh, I would kind of, I used to have messed up my dressage tests fairly regularly. And then I got, um, I applied to have a caller because at FEI levels, you're not supposed to have a reader. Mm. Um, but I can, I medically, I'm allowed to now. And so I just, I've figured it out. Well, you know, and it's interesting, too, because, Jamie, when, when we go see her when she's showing, I never go visit Charlotte before the test um, because I know she, she she requires her alone time. After the test, she can go visit, and she's all t- she's bubbly. She's got a game Yeah, that's right. Glenn. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Oh, well, and because there are squirrels really bad. Like, if he was to come <laughs> visit me, I would be like, <laughs> rather than concentrating that's true so charlotte you got a horse and we've talked about this on the show but again for new listeners tell us about the horse that you got was it last year um yeah the check cleared on tax day 2015 oh good uh, there you oh, go 2020 20, 20, 20, 20, yeah, yep. yeah 2020 um she is amazing you know it took a couple years horse shopping is hard, but it got really hard. With, I'll tell you, finding a fancy dressage horse that someone actually schools the walk, <laughs> professionals are like, this is hard. But yeah, well, you should do it. <laughs> um, so anyway. It does count as points in the test. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it should well, be part of so it. Much, you can get so much accomplished with the walk that tra- can't um, transfer over to the other gates without doing all the pounding on them. Um you know, cantering around and around and around. Anyway, um, her name, her proper name is Guada, and she, her name, bar name is Gigi, and she is just absolutely awesome. It took a little while for us to figure each other out, and um, I had some awesome help from Loren Barwick, who is one of the top Canadian para riders, um, and she's just down the road from me in Ocala, and uh, she helped me figure Gigi out a bit, uh, per, her personality and emotionally. And now Gigi is like, she's so on my side. It's wonderful. And you made really the cool. big commitment of going to Wellington this year. We're all, we're all the happening people are in the, in the dressage and para dressage world. And you went down there mainly to train with your coach. Tell her about her. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, if there's an opportunity, you got to take it. So, um, Ruth Hogan Polson is just, awesome um i she has a farm in vermont and in loxahatchee and florida and i had ridden with her she was the first woman i rode with as of when i first got hurt um and now i had been coming down here like a week before the cdi to do sort of a crash course with her but i hadn't really ridden with her much until she came to germany with me this past year um but yeah so i and now I'm also working for her, which has got to be like, I haven't been this happy in the 14 years I've been hurt to be working in a barn because I was literally like ripped out of the barn out of that life when I got hurt. And now like there is nothing better than scrubbing muck, uh, 
feed tubs and rolling polos. It's, it's, I just love it. Yay. I'm so excited to hear that. Now, when does your first show now in the Wellington season? So Bruce and I are going to have a meeting on Sunday about this actually, <laughs> but, um, I'm not a hundred percent sure because I have gotten, I compiled the calendar and everything. There's so many schooling shows and opportunities down here, but soon, soon. Good. Good. I have no idea. Well, we're going to have I you mean, on. Well, I, I feel yeah, like you, the one thing that hasn't been mentioned was um, the fact that you were like on the Olympic team this year. Like, I, I feel like y'all skipped <sighs> over that. Like it's kind of a big deal. Well, technical, uh, sort of not yet. I was a traveling reserve, which was, absolutely amazing um so because every horse that went into tokyo had to go through a pre-export quarantine in Aachen, germany and so i went with the team over there i was not needed after the 10 days of um, training and quarantine i was not needed to replace anyone um so the original team went to tokyo but um and so we came home but it was just such an opportunity and Gigi handled it handled it amazingly which is great so now I know what she's going to be like to travel um, when we are on the team <laughs> which will be soon we have confidence Charlotte we're going to check in with you in a few weeks and see how the season is going down there how training is going how the shows are going and we appreciate you letting us follow along this year uh, through the whole through your whole show season of course I'm excited to be have you part of my adventure so, Charlotte, where can people follow you and your adventures this year? So, I do have a, a Charlotte Merle Smith Para Equestrian Facebook page. And then my Instagram is Helmet Wearer, um, which is a story in itself from way back in the day when I used to snowboard. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah. So. Sounds good. We'll put those links in the show notes as well. Thanks, Charlotte. You're welcome. Well, we'd like to thank American Harvest for being a sponsor. We use American Harvest products, premium hemp extracts, and their new product, Equine Hemp Pellets. With American Harvest hemp-derived CBD pellets, horses can benefit from faster recovery from performance activities, a feeling of relief from inflammation or pain, a sense of calmness or reduced nervousness, and ease of digestion. The natural equine hemp pellets are vet-formulated, produced from natural hemp, and manufactured with potent raw CBD and no chemical processing, obtaining a palatable flavored pellet. If a liquid application is more convenient for you, American Harvest Products produces a THC-free CBD oil, the premium hemp extract. Ask for American Harvest at your favorite equine shop, any Hubbard dealer, or online at store.altech.com. A lot of people have asked where they can find it. Again, store.altech.com. I say pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but... He can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. 
That's right. It is time for Really Bad Ads, that time of the week when listeners submit ads from either Craigslist or Facebook, and we read them and have just have a little bit of fun. And we give away prizes, and I think so far we've given away probably $30,000, $40,000 worth of prizes over the years for Really Bad Ads, and we're going to give some away today. That's right. It is prize day, and the prizes are provided by horselovers.com. Visit horselovers.com for over 120,000 equestrian items that you can buy there every day. They've been a sponsor of ours for years and years, and they're kind enough to provide these prizes every month. And today we have $350 worth of prizes that we're giving away, and we're going to do that right now. So... Uh, we have a Kensington boot bag worth $58. You guys all know the Kensington stuff. It's so pretty. Uh, it's so and, pretty. And it's pretty. <laughs> and they have their signature collection padded boot bag. It, it accommodates uh, boots up to 22 inches, Western or English. And it features a center divider to keep your boots from rubbing and scruffing. So we're going to give that away now. We didn't have as many entries this month because you guys were all lazy over the holidays. So uh, it's uh, you need to pick a number between 1 and 195. That's a lot of entries, Glenn. <clears throat> it's usually in the 2 to 300. I know. They were lazy. All right. I'm going to go with uh, 195. Of course you would. Um Rochelle McFeely wins the boot Yay! bag. Congratulations to Rochelle. And we will make sure that gets sent out to you. Now we have a big prize also. You want to read about this? Uh, yeah, this is kind of a big deal. So it's a trauma void microfiber helmet. Safety may be the first priority of trauma voids EQ3 helmet. But it has also been designed for comfort, style, and affordability. The design features a removable and washable Coolmax lining inside with great ventilation. It's being offered in multiple colors. This one's black. Uh, the most important component of the EQ3 helmet is the incorporated multi-directional impact protection system. And that's called MIPS technology, which has been used in bikes, motorcycles, and snow helmets for years. And we're going to give one away right now. Uh, number one, Glenn. And it's worth $300. What number did you say? One. Okay, one. Claire Asan, is it Asan? 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 Claire, you Yay, win anyway, Claire. regardless. <laughs> Good job, Claire. You have yourself a brand new helmet to protect that's your head. That's a big prize it is that's, that's a big awesome. that's a good one so congratulations to claire and uh what will happen for both of you is horse lovers will be in touch with you to get sizes and things they need so that they can get these out to you all right you want to do some really bad ads yes let's, let's do, do it. it who we don't get to all of them every week because we get too many and melanie sent one in by the way melanie uh we would have used yours except your voicemail was so garbled and we couldn't understand it. So definitely uh, do that again. Uh, Jessica Shannon and Debbie sent one in as well. So why don't you get started with Faze? All right. Well, Faze sent one in and it needs a, uh, I don't really understand. This is, oh, this is just from that fun page, Rehoming Horses. Oh God. 800 and below or free to a good home in Georgia. Which is why I gave it to you. Oh, God. <laughs> Rehoming horses, $800 and below and for free or to a good home in Georgia. Uh, ISO, occult or Philly, no sorrels. Flea bittens, roans, or red chestnuts, please. 
So I don't understand. Are they looking no sorrels, no flea bittens, no roans, or no red chestnuts? Or it says no sorrels, comma, flea bittens, roans, or red chestnuts, please. So, so what the heck color do you want? Exactly. It could have been easier just to say, I want a bay horse. <laughs> like, I really want something black. <laughs> and it would have been nice if you had said what kind of horse. You know, there are a lot of varieties in horses more than just uh, color. All that matters, Glenn, is that it's, it's $800 right and below, okay? <laughs> it's or the right free. color. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to read too much into the ads. I apologize. Olivia sent this one in. And you know the comments were full of people submitting pictures of chestnuts and stuff. Yes. <laughs> uh, Olivia sent this one. In. Oh, it's from Oklahoma. Foster, Oklahoma. And it's horses, $500. And there's a picture <laughs> of a guy. The guy's sitting in a pickup truck, and he takes a picture of these three horses out in the middle of a huge field. And you can tell he's sitting in the truck because you can actually see the mirror of the truck. Uh, <laughs> and he hangs his head out and takes a picture with his phone. Hey! So- <laughs> <laughs> and they are kind of looking at the truck, probably because it's the only contact they get with humans when he feeds them. Like, uh, <laughs> what is that thing? <laughs> so uh, this is the ad. All coming three years old, one gray gilding, one stocked legged mouse colored mayor, one palomino mare, not halter broke, ready for someone to work with. These are Mustangs. All paperwork is in order. Got that? One is stocked legged. And it's a mouse-colored. Well, one is a mayor, M-A-Y-O-R, yeah. and the other one is a mayor. Maybe he's so, in charge of the herd, the mayor. That's a good point. Uh, and then they're all $500, and pretty much you can go buy for $125 a Mustang down in Paul's Valley. But I don't know where Foster You can probably even is. find one that's stocked-legged. Well, it's quite a deal. They are filthy. They're really dirty. They look like Mustangs that have not been touched since he got them. And probably this is illegal because he probably just adopted them, and you're not supposed to resell them for a year. So there you go. All paperwork is in order, Glenn. (laughs) It's Oklahoma, though. So is that really true? Paperwork in order. Just saying. It's just my opinion. It's Oklahoma. All right. Lori sent the next one in. Hi, this is Lori in Tallahassee, Florida. I have a really bad ad for you guys. Uh, This is from a a Facebook group in Florida. I won't say which one to protect the innocent. The ad says, uh, 12-year-old gelding good handle has just gotten in a bad habit of rearing up PM for price. Um, and then it has the horse eating. It has a picture of the horse's butt. He has a nice tail. It has a picture of his face with his ears back. And it has another slightly awkward angled picture of his face from the front. And that is all the information I will give the poster some credit in that in the comments, she says she's not trying to hide anything and pawn him off on people. So she's letting them know about his bad habit he's gotten to of rearing. So if anyone thinks that sounds exciting, um, (laughs) there you go. So, thanks, Lori. <laughs> Lori, could you be any more perky? First of all, I love that, uh, especially for the morning. So, yeah, um, rearing—that's not a you know, 
Who cares about that? That's just a mic. I mean, thing. it's just like one bad habit. Yeah, it's one right. bad habit. I mean, it's just rearing. I mean, who could possibly get hurt when a horse rears? That what never could happens. possibly go wrong? Hey, Jenny sent the next one in, and it's 18-year-old standard bread, B-R-E-A-D, mare, $1,000 in Portland. <laughs> no punctuation. I was looking at this, the picture. <laughs> I know. I'll get to that. This mare is kid broke is she rise in drives super nice mare to be around. She is great around other horses. She rides with a group or she rides alone. She is an awesome personality. Oh my goodness gracious. Let me break down. First of all, it is a looks like. I mean, I love standard breads, but the angle they got this one out, it looks like a mule. Am well, I right? Is the neck like 12 times longer than a normal I think neck? The way that they're shooting, the angle is like, <laughs> of like, like a 45 like a giraffe. off the shoulder. <laughs> and it does. It looks like a giraffe, but like the, it, the, everything on the front end is elongated. So like the, the neck is really long and the ears are really long. Terrible angle. Uh, not to mention that there is a child. It's full Western tack, right? But there's a halter and a bridle and a western saddle with like a breast collar and a back cinch and all these things. And there's a barefoot helmetless child sitting on the mayor uh, that is got a death grip on the mayor's mouth. <laughs> and I don't know how she's not flipping over backwards, but bless her heart. She is an awesome personality. So and bless the horse go. for putting up with that crap. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. the horse has an awesome personality. Yeah, okay, yeah. And the child and looks like the child was thrown up there and said, you sit here while I take the picture. And he's going, ah, <laughs> we got to show this baby's kid broke, honey. Get up there. Yeah, Get up okay? there. <laughs> get up there. And you just hang on. I know you had never been on the horse before, but that ain't in my fault. <laughs> Lorene sent the next one in. I guess she was feeling lazy this weekend and sent it herself. Uh, horse trailer, $300, Greenwood, Florida. What's she looking at Florida for? She lives in New Jersey. Horse trailer for sale as is. It has two axles and will make a great utility trailer. Well, the, it... <laughs> the majority of this trailer is probably best suited for scrap metal. Well, there's an honest statement. I will issue a Florida bill of sale. Well, that's good to know, seeing you live in Florida. Um... That does not make it legal, just so you know. <laughs> this, this is one of those typical round-fronted two-horse trailers we always get. This one is entirely rust. From beginning to end, top to bottom, left to right, it's rust. All the doors have fallen out. The windows are cracked out. The, the doors are laying on the, the tackling <laughs> doors, like laying on the ground. And, and who would pay three hundred dollars for this? I it know. would not make a great utility <laughs> trailer. It would make a great vessel to administer hepatitis. Yes, <laughs> it's not good for anything, people. Just take yeah. it out of the horse field, too. You see there's horse poop right beside it? The horses are going to cut themselves. Oh, now, God. why do – I got to ask you a serious question. We drive around Florida, and there's some sketchy horse farms in Florida. And you, I know you have some in Oklahoma. The horses are out in fields with metal scraps and all of this stuff and barbed wire and this crap laying everywhere, all dead cars, and they're out in the field. They never get hurt. If I put Scooter out in the field with this horse trailer, he'd be cut to shreds in half a day. Oh, yeah. Horses that are loved would die. Why Why is that? Do the feral ones smarter? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, we just see those fields all the time, and I go, I couldn't put my horse out there. He'd be broken in a minute. <laughs> I don't mm. get it. So you people that do that, God bless you, because I can't. 
right, I'm done. <laughs> I was just, I was, I was realizing that I don't think I meant to say hepatitis. And so I just started Googling, how do you oh. get hepatitis? <laughs> yeah, I don't think and, you get it. Um, you were thinking of... Um, Tetanus. Now, tetanus, um, yes, yes. But I know you get hepatitis from a tattoo, like unclean tattoo place, right? And so I like just looked up, how do you get hepatitis? It is not through rust. It is not. <laughs> I mean, there's, no, I mean, no, there's multiple not. varieties yeah. of it, and um, it's not through a Yeah, most of them would be so best talked about in the post-show, actually. No, yeah. we're not talking about any of these things. <laughs> It is not. I'm no, and I do apologize to anybody with hepatitis. Yes, send your complaints to Jennifer at HorseRadioNetwork.com. Exactly, tetanus. I meant tetanus. Um, Okay, now that that was weird, Alicia sent in the next one, and uh, this is. I'm assuming this is a Craigslist ad, Um, but uh, the title is "Asking 3500 and located in Darien, New York. Contact Aaron." That's it. <laughs> okay, then there's the picture of the horse. And have you ever, ever seen, like, a saddle that is so ill-fitting that it, like, sits at a vertical? Like, the, the so this saddle is sitting on a horse, and it's got a back cinch and a front cinch to Western saddle, and it's girthed up tight, cinched up tight in the front. And so, basically, there is probably six inches between the cantle of the saddle and the actual back of the horse you know like it's so ill-fitting that it's probably sitting right on the anyway it's a terrible looking fitting saddle and there's just some guy holding it in a muddy field well and (laughs) do you know what happens when horses buck and carry on do you know what the hoof prints look like we've all seen it right our horse bucks carries on or runs around the field and it puts certain kind of hoof prints in the turf well they happen to pose this horse right beside a lot of those hoof prints so my guess while they were putting on the saddle, there was some bucking and carrying on going on. You just keep hanging on. <laughs> That's my Make guess. Take picture in a second as soon as he stops. Now, normal people that aren't Jamie and I probably wouldn't notice all those hoof friends that looked like it was bucking and carrying on, but mm, I'm noticing it. That's what we do. <laughs> I am noticing it. All right. Uh, who sent this next one in? Sharon read this one. Oh, Sharon. So this is Sharon from California, and I am submitting a really bad ad out of Fort Collins, Colorado. So what we have here is a Mustang gelding. There's no age or birth date listed, but what it says is built 16 two-hand Mustang gelding. Halter broke. He has been saddled a couple of times, but has sat. Ran out of time to sat him before moving out of state. Absolutely gorgeous mover. He is athletic and would make a great project Trailer stands tied, not spooky, just hasn't quite figured people out. Make an offer, need gone before end of month. So what's wrong with this? Well, 16 twos may be a little questionable for a Mustang, but, you know, maybe he is 16 two. But the real thing is his price. What do you think? What would you pay for a green broke at best Mustang that just hasn't quite figured people out yet? One million dollars. That's right. They want one million dollars for him. And they're so adamant about this that they repeated the ad three times. Does that mean he's worth three million dollars? I don't know. But there you have it. That's a really bad ad. That is all. I wonder if it's supposed to be like 1,000 and they accidentally kept the zero. That's a lot of extra zeros, though. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. One million dollars again. You can get would, one for one hundred seventy-five at the uh, Mustang place. I'd like to have a nice moving sixteen two-hand Mustang. I was like, hmm, where is it? I wonder, you know, because I'm not supposed to have any soul. Uh, by the way, in the post show, I'm going to share a 
horse shopping ex- <laughs> experience I had this week. Just so you know. Oh no, there's a trailer pulling in right now. I can tell. <laughs> I gave you the next one because I was going to take it. It was a pony wagon team, but then I saw where it was, and I thought you could put on that good Oklahoma accent. You Why had. are y'all looking in Oklahoma <laughs> for some ads? Because it just ain't fair, because there's going to be a lot of them, and I find that y'all are picking on us here in Oklahoma. Remember? I'm not from here. Uh, I said, Actually, I said that yesterday. I was looking for, I walked into a store. They're like, what you going to want to do? You should want to go down to the big, you know, it's right next to the big lots. And I'm like, I don't know where that is. You don't know where the big lots is? I'm not from here. <laughs> oh, By the way, okay. also, all us Florida men say the same thing. <laughs> I'm not from here. Oh, no. Yeah. And so I, whenever you say that, people are like, all of a sudden, really helpful. <laughs> Oh, she ain't from here, y'all. Okay, um, let's help her out. So Danielle sent this one in. It's a pony wagon team for $4,000 in Foster, Oof. Oklahoma. Uh, could you move your little cursor out of the oh, way so geez, I can I'm see Oh, jeez, I'm sorry. It. Let me do that. He clicks on things, and I can see his click. Okay, good. All right. I have a wagon to spotted ponies and a hand-built harness to fit. It's a heavy harness made really good, and fancy ponies drive great, hard to catch. Little bit skittish hooking up, being used to in competition pulls. They do work good. We have rode them, not broke for little kids. I have videos. Ponies are nine years old gildings. Call me. This is the second ad today where Oklahoma people say gildings. Is that how they say it? It's gildin. Gildin? That's yeah. how they say it. I might as well just spell it on like they say it. What was the other one from Oklahoma? I'm going back. Uh, oh, this stuff was in Foster, Oklahoma. Yeah. So, you know what? Gildens. We need to make gildens a thing, I think. Because put it in the dictionary, apparently. I think that clearly Foster, Oklahoma is a place I need to go to buy some, some horses. <laughs> now, By the way, did you why get... are you hooking up and driving horses that are skittish oh you know why because they they do competition pulling and they're all a little skittish because as soon as you hook them up they're gone so yeah that that's a whole different world right there uh (laughs) no they are not uh richard uh, sent this one in and it looks like it's a ad hanging up on a wall maybe at a tech shop or something and uh it says the title of the ad is looks good and that's all and there's a picture of a paint horse being in a show. It looks like maybe in like hand a, class. In hand. Yeah. yeah and then the ad is possible the most customer that ever had the cheek to eat oats. Won many classes in hand, never gives an inch ridden. Quick sale needed his owner is losing the will to live. Any sensible offer considered. <laughs> <sighs> I know we don't we don't even need to say anything. <laughs> Get this heifer out of here right now. Scott sent this one in. Last one, yeah. Yeah, Scott sent this in. I never heard that the customer the most customer that ever had the cheek to eat oats. I like that saying though. Hey hey, this is Scott from Virginia. And this bad ad comes from the Shite Adventures Unite Facebook group. And another auditor uh, requested that I record and send this in. It's titled, Who's the Marist of Them All? 14-year-old, 16-hand, OTTB chestnut mare, available now. Right now. Okay, mare lovers, here is one to test your salt. 
Ever wonder what Karen would be like if she were a horse? We have her available for sale. She's snarky, evades responsibility, and is totally two-faced. She can be sweet and snuggly, lulling you into a false sense of security, only to go full snapping turtle a moment later. <laughs> Never again worry about someone asking to ride your horse. Looking to have your skills and patience tested every ride? She offers a beautiful rocking horse canter, if you don't mind a buck or two to get there. We've seen a huge improvement in the rhythm and balance of her trot, and she just loves to jump. Plenty of scope. Stands for the farrier, sedated, of course. Picks up 75% of her feet without kicking. Loads. Okay. She has to think about it for a minute. She does stand in the cross ties and bathes really well. Same on or off property, for whatever that's worth. Not spooky at all. She knows she can take down whatever predators live in the area. Two vets have thoroughly examined her. And she's been wormed, given a course of gastroguard, been treated for hindgut ulcers, flexed, and is currently on regimate. Short of sending her to Utah for a full-body MRI, there is no physiological reason for her behavior. She's just a bee. <laughs> we think her ideal partner would be an angsty teen whose frontal lobes aren't fully developed. Christ accordingly. <laughs> Scott, we miss you reading this. <laughs> It's his inflection. <laughs> a teen whose frontal lobes aren't fully developed. <laughs> Did you want to take that one home to the end? Were you? Were you... Uh, I was so there. That, I'm trying to decide between that and the customer that's ever had a cheek to eat oats. Hey, let's wrap this show up yeah, so I can get to the post show and tell you a story because my husband's about to leave. All right, let's do that. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We'll be back here on Monday. Have a terrific weekend. Hey, dude. Prizes next time too, so stick around. Keep sending in your ads, Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Did you buy another horse? <laughs> so, internet horse auction is the death of me. It's going to be the death of my marriage. Oh, and that's my fault, too, because we had them on the show, and then you started this, yes, this down the spiral thing. <laughs> yes. Like you, the auction off horses You online. like it, because let's face it, you and I are both a, a gamblers. We really are, and I mean gamblers, like gambling gamblers. Well, I, I, I also bought an Andalusian cult, stud cult off of there who has now grown up and is awesome and I stole him. Yeah, but it's I mean, the, I it's the bidding him. process that gets us. I love auctions. I love going to auctions. I'll buy shit. I can say it in the post show. I'll buy shit that I don't even need because I'm going to beat that guy. Because I'm going to win. Yes. I know. <laughs> Jennifer's there going, would you stop? <laughs> I am also a business, like I, horses are my business. So I'm not just like, I don't buy crap I don't need. But what I do see is like, okay, this horse has potential and this is the price that I would put on this horse, knowing that I have to put a lot of time and energy in training into the horse and probably going to be here a year. And so they get, it would have to be something that I could sell and make money on. Um, now, this one was the thoroughbred auction. They uh -huh. do just at the racehorse auctions, too. And they had a lot of mares in, in full. And I actually am going to get another mare to fold out with pink because I want to try raising pink's baby with another baby uh, because 
all, all of them are just way too friendly and weird. <laughs> Zara was way too friendly and weird. I imprinted her. I fold out Stanley, and I didn't imprint him, and he still loves you. Like he's just weird. Uh, so I want to get like a two horses. So I was like looking at buying a pregnant mare, but none of them delivered at all near when pink was. So I was like, okay, forget that. And then I saw this, uh, these two three-year-olds that were going to be three-year-olds this year. And they just had awful pictures of them. Like every other horse is like, you know, posed like it's in Kentucky and it's at all four feet showing and all this. It was like, this was like a bad ad photo. It was like the horse looking backwards, like at a 45 degree angle and the legs weren't straight. And, you know, you just couldn't, but I was like, Ooh, these potentially could be awesome. So I started messaging the owner and I was like, are these horses even started? Cause there's like no description whatsoever. I don't know how tall they are. All I know is how old they are in the register. That's your affinity for bad ads. <laughs> yes, it is. But I'm like, this is where, this is how I found miles, my Andalusia, because like his picture, he's a black horse and they took it in the dark in an indoor arena. And the only thing you see is like an outline of him and his eyeball reflecting in the flash, you know, like yellow. So, I mean, I've been lucky, but my time will come. So anyway, I bid, I ended up like, I was like, okay, the, the colt, it's a three-year-old stud colt. I'm like, I can't have that happen again. And I'm like, it's going to take too long with having to get him castrated and waiting until he's not a jerk anymore. Um, so I decided I was going to focus on this three-year-old gray, really super cute filly. And I, I contacted the guy and, I, and they had reserves on him. And I was like, okay, just so you know, uh, he's like, um, are you leaving? Okay. Hold on. Love you too. Be safe. Okay. You, okay. Bye Chad. Bye Chad. Glenn says are you driving. Okay. Drive safe. Um, anyway, where were we? Oh, so I've decided to focus on this filly. Anyway, I talked to him. I was like, Can, is she started? And he sends me this video of her, like, galloping on the track. He's like, she's just uh, just hadn't entered her first race, but she's, like, ready to go. I'm like, cool. So she has at least had a rider on. So that speeds things up a little bit. So that took my price a little higher. The fact that I can just go and restart her as a, as a restart instead of unstarted. So that adds, like, three months, you know, to my time frame. I'm like, Okay do you have a reserve? What's your reserve? And he's like 5,000. And I was just like, mm, that's a no. Like, I'm not going to spend $5,000 on a three. I'm like, that's a very fair racehorse price, but that's not a, a price for an off the track thoroughbred. So, okay, they'll sell this horse as a racehorse and I'll pick her up. But by the way, her name is roulette Juliet. I just loved it. <laughs> that was a good name. <laughs> that's a good name. Uh, so roulette Juliet. And, uh, she ended up not selling and I bid and I, and like you, okay, I was like, I'm going to put $2,000 was my initial price. But then I was like, she's already been started. I'll go 3000. And then, you know, you, you are the gambler. You're like, I bet other people might go 3000 too. So I'll have to bid to the next one up. So I bid 3,100 just in case somebody else stopped at 300. That's how I got Zeus in the auction because somebody quit at 2,500 and I got him for 2,600. Steal of a lifetime. Hello. Yes, I like auctions. It's I know. And I used to always do this when I when I do online auctions. I used to bid because everybody bids an event. So yeah. some of the auctions. Twenty one forty seven. Yeah, you put in your 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 bid and I always put in like thirty five oh one. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So if I was going to bid thirty five hundred, I would bid thirty five oh one because the person that bid thirty five hundred, I'd just beat them out at the end. Yes, so, so that's yeah. why I did thirty one hundred yeah. because that was the next dollar amount you could yeah. bid. You can't do oh one. So anyway, so I bid thirty one hundred dollars and. The mayor is a no sale because I know he wanted five thousand dollars. Nobody was going to buy that mayor. For Nobody's going to spend five thousand dollars on this. Like, I mean, and nobody even knows unless they message that she's even started. It looks like a feral thoroughbred standing on a field. She's super cute though, dapple gray. Anyway, I don't know how tall she is, and so so anyway, the auction uh, people call me yesterday. Oh. <laughs> They're like, hey, just saw that you were one of the people that were bidding on Roulette Juliet, and we um, have talked to the owner, and he is willing to let her go. And I was like, really? How much? $5,000. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know he wants $5,000. He told me he wanted $5,000. And uh, she was like, so that's a no. And I was like, if I wanted to spend $5,000, I would have bid $5,000. But I was like, I bid $3,100 and I would be still very happy to pay that. However, I did ask him several times for a video of her just trotting. And the video he sent me was him sitting by his lake with her and some other gray horses galloping up a hill. And I was like, <laughs> that to me, I'm talking to the, the Miss Jennings here runs the auction. I'm like, that to me was not a good enough video. I want a jog video. He was, she was like, well, sometimes that's hard if they're not, you know, at their house and they're at the track. I was like, they're not at the track. They're at his house, literally at his house. Right there. <laughs> I, I, I you you probably times. skated on that one. I yeah, think, yeah. And I was like, and I, I don't know how tall she is. It doesn't really matter, though. Don't worry about that. But I do if I'm – and she was like, so you're willing to do 3100 I was like, yes. And he was like, okay, great. And I was like, only – if I get the trot video, <laughs> I was like I still want to make. She was sure. like, "I'm out. I'm not helping this lady anymore." They do a pre-purchase, and uh, and she was like, "Well, I think I'll just go with him. Go with the 3100 first, and if he says yes to that, then we can push the video." And I was like, he, "She's five hours away. I can go pick her up. Like he can sell her. I'll go get her. It's fine." And she was like, "Well, he is asking five, and I was like, yes, and understand that is a very fair." price for a racehorse uh, that's great but she ain't gonna be no racehorse and she was like you might not want to tell him that and i was like i did <laughs> i did not tell him that because there's no way i would ever get this horse because the thing is he bred it and it's an arkansas bred and if you race it in arkansas and it wins he gets a kickback right uh, so breeders yeah. always get money in those things situations <laughs> like that and and i was like i didn't tell him that no and she was like okay so basically i was like here's what's gonna happen and 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 she said that he was um this lady's so fun oh my god i love these people that run this auction <laughs> so she's like it is funny um i told him i was going to be calling you and he spent a few minutes lecturing me on how to negotiate with people <laughs> and i was like Hold up. You run this business of auction and you've sold all these millions of dollars worth of horses. And this guy's mansplaining to you how to negotiate. She was like, oh, my God. He was five seconds away from asking to speak to my husband. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, let me tell you something. You're going to go back to him and you're going to say she's going to give you $3,100 if you 
give her a trot video and she will come pick up the horse within the next five days and it'll be off your feed bill. I was like, but <laughs> if he does not like that and she goes, here's what's going to, here's the deal. Um, I will call you back if he agrees to those terms, but pretty much I'll talk to you later <laughs> next time. <laughs> he is not going to agree to those terms. And I was like, I get it. I was like, it's, it's a very good price for a racehorse. That's not a good price. For, I was like, I, this is going to be like a, I'm going to have to invest a year in this horse, you know, like it's uh, whatever. Anyway. So, um, my phone did not ring. Oh, you didn't get a follow-up call? No, Mm. I haven't gotten any follow-up calls, but you never know. It's a good thing you probably don't want to meet this guy in person. That would probably go bad. Well, she's like, I said uh, said to her, I go, well, the horse is not at the track. It's at his house. And I was like, do you know how I know? Because he sent a video of the horse galloping up a hill away from the camera at about half a mile away. And he was sitting at this beautiful farm. And I commented, I can't really see the horse, but the farm is beautiful. And do you know what he did, Glenn? <laughs> he tried to sell me the damn farm. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. How many like, millions does he want for that? <laughs> We're taking offers on this, too. And I was like, oh, thanks. Good luck. It's great. You're in Arkansas. You're in Arkansas. So my question is, do they do this with every no-sale horse in this auction? Or did they just have a bad auction? They're trying to make some money. Uh, Most of the horses sold. So I I don't know. I I mean, you can go go check out Roulette Juliet on uh, Facebook. And please don't message the guy selling it. Because maybe I'll get it. Maybe he'll get sick of her one day. (laughs) It is funny that they spent so much time on this. I didn't know they did that. I didn't know they did it either because I've certainly no sale. I, I've been yeah. on other horses that I didn't get, you know, that didn't sell. So uh, I, I've never. <laughs> Maybe had they're just so sick of this guy that they had to right? try and do something. <laughs> I, <wanted> I mean, <laughs> as I was like, you know how I know the horse is at his house because he sent me a video of her half mile away in a pasture galloping away from the camera, and also then tried to sell me the farm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're getting mansplained on how to negotiate. If anybody needs a really nice farm in Oklahoma or what, what, Arkansas? Arkansas. Arkansas, then uh, Jamie can put you in touch with him. Probably only cost you, well, if he wants 5000 for the horse, $5 million for the farm. Do you know what's really stupid, too? What? This whole, whole add to the part of it is the video he's seen me. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got like a pond and a duck, I guess, on the pond. And he's got a big water feature in the pond. Like and a I waterfall kind of thing? Like oh. a, like it sprays up yeah. water, you know, just like a constant like water feature, I guess. And I never saw the water feature, but in the video, that is all you hear. And it's like, <laughs> and he's going, <laughs> like add those two things together and that is what you got found like, oh my a fountain was, that's what i was looking yeah, for <laughs> he's got a fountain and so when he would turn around from the camp like though when the camera would leave the water feature then you could hear and he was like and there she is gobston on my uh, my dock here having a cigar and, <laughs> and he would film like go back around to filming her it was awful i mean it's like i'm like you are trying to sell something. That's what all these bad people don't get. You're trying to sell something. The sad part is they sell them anyway. Well, they didn't sell me a $3,100 <laughs> mare. If you come back, the next offer will be 4800 That'll be the next offer. He's like, I've got $20,000 into them. I'm like, I bet you do. Yeah. 
Yeah, we we all have that. We all have done that. So, uh-huh. yeah. All right, I got to go. Thanks, everybody. Bye. You have a terrific Bye. weekend. We'll see you all on Monday. <laughs> My, I, I'm glad I get entertained.